Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi there, I'm Dallas Travers. Thank you for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. This show is dedicated to giving you a behind the scenes look at what it really takes to build a six figure coaching business. Now, I often invite members of the Six Figure Coach Club to come on the show so that I can coach them through an obstacle they face in their business. And this is just a taste of what you get inside the Six Figure Coach Club. So if you feel like you're out there alone trying to navigate this journey by trial and error, I really want to invite you to come and join us inside the club. So the best way to get started is to actually watch the coach class. It'll give you a solid picture of the system we live by inside the Six Figure Coach Club. That way you can decide if it aligns for you and your business. So you can watch the coach class now at watchthecoachclass.com. And I really look forward to welcoming you to the Six Figure Coach Club if it feels like the thing you need to soar past six figures. With that, I want to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Jolene Blackburn. She helps prospective law students save time, money, and stress so they can be financially free and live the life they've always dreamed of as an attorney. Now, Jolene's industry is known for offering extremely low-priced programs such as a $49 coaching session or perhaps a $15 video training of some sort. Now, Jolene's course is not some $15 video training. It is a complete system, soup to nuts, designed to actually help law students save $300,000 in tuition fees. So let's just agree that it's worth a heck of a lot more than a $15 video or $29 PDF. Yet Jolene was really worried that she would price herself out with a program that was $1,000. So we actually worked on this obstacle inside the Six Figure Coach Club. And what we did was just help her clarify who her ideal client is. And Jolene realized that her ideal client does not want to piece together a plan with a pile of $15 guides. They're someone who values prestige, efficiency, high touch, and high quality. So that's exactly what Jolene's course delivers. So we basically 10x the price of her course inside of a group coaching session with the Six Figure Coach Club. So that brings me to today's episode. Jolene and I now had to walk through some tangible changes to help her 10x her messaging so that it aligns with the pricing. And then we also worked on some strategies to help more law students take the leap from just being interested and curious to actually enrolling in her program. If you ever wonder how to talk about your course and make it truly irresistible, you will love my conversation with Jolene. Hey, Jolene, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited for our conversation today. Thank you, Dallas. I am so excited to be here. 
So I know you're in the Six Figure Coach Club. We were just catching up a little bit, and it's been about three months, give or take. So how's it been going for you so far? I have to say it has been amazing and so relieving. I really wasn't sure where I was supposed to be going next with my business. And just as far as because I felt like I had a complete kind of business, I had a course, I had all the stuff. So what type of coach do I need next? I know I needed some guidance, but I need someone to literally poke holes throughout my entire, let's look at my logo, let's look at my speech, let's look at my course, all these things. And how do you find someone that does that that doesn't cost a million dollars, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was worried about a course. I was worried about just a one-on-one. And this was a nice combination that literally gave me so much to do, to go back through and say, okay, that's something that's a bigger undertaking. I'm going to do it later, but here's a little something I can tweak with my language. And here's a little something I can tweak with my course. And it just has been amazing. I've received so much more you know, private messages from my clients, you know, ideal clients saying, I feel like you're speaking to me. And it's literally the smallest tweak of my language. It's almost insulting, but it's just, it's been amazing. It's been awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to hear that. So why don't you share with us what you want to walk away with from our time together today? Okay. So what I want to walk away with, every time I talk to you, changes from almost minute to minute. (laughs) So... (laughs) I feel like I'm in the middle of this revolution with my revamping of my course. Mm -hmm. So I want a little more direction. And I know that's kind of a vague statement, Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that what I'm doing is on the right track, that I'm not chasing shiny objects that I don't need to be chasing right now. And that I'm on course. I've got, you know, my timeline mapped out that you've given in the six figure coach club. I feel real secure on the timeline, but as I'm digging into all this, I'm finding all these little details that could be fixed and perfected. And maybe they should be put off. Maybe they should be done before the course. Maybe they don't need to be done. And I'm just getting weird with details. (laughs) It's interesting because I find sometimes it's easier to launch a course from the ground up instead of fixing a course that already exists. It's sort of like painting on a blank canvas versus taking an old painting and trying to improve it somehow because you just don't quite know what to focus on when. So I hear you. I get it. Yes. So we're going to focus on the course, the launch that you have coming up and prioritizing, identifying potential improvements or changes, prioritizing them so that you're set up to be as successful as possible with as little time and effort because you are... Time is your most valuable and scarce resource right now. Am I right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, great. So before we dive into that, this is a two-parter. Tell everybody a little bit more about your business, in particular your audience, and then what do tell us what you think we need to know about the current structure of your course or the plan to launch, so then we can go in and and improve where we need to. Okay, so I help prospective law students save time, money, and stress on their legal journey so that they can be financially free and live the life they always dreamed as an attorney. So many of us are just drowning in debt. So it's, you know, we get stuck in high billable jobs, areas of law we don't want to do. So I try to save them. (laughs) So, and the course helps me do that more than just one person at a time. Yeah. So with the course, 
As far as the revamping, I feel like I'm on a good track. I'm re-recording. I'm adding some new tips and strategies. That part's all good. And it's mostly done, actually. So that's great. I've got a little under two months before what I have announced as my launch date. Some of my offerings, I'm getting a little, is that enough? You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I am 10xing the pricing yeah. and I feel confident in my pricing as far as what I think this is worth. Yeah. I am less confident in, will they pay it? <laughs> so, but I don't have any problem saying the price. That is not my problem. It's just more, am I almost shooting myself in the foot? But I feel like eventually at some point, the right people will come. So it's just a matter of how do I get that? Um, So the language, the attraction language to make sure they understand the value is, I think, one of my biggest problems. Yep. Great. So here's what I'm understanding from you. You have a course that delivers on this promise of helping law students move through law, like graduate without a bunch of debt so they don't feel stuck taking a a job in the law that is not the job that they want. Exactly. Okay. And I want to fill everybody in a little bit because it was not our most recent Q&A call, but the call before that, where I think it was, it was within the last month, right? Yeah. Where we had a big conversation around your industry and your pricing and essentially 10xing the messaging yeah. To attract a different kind of client. Can you fill everyone in on that? Because I think it's important because what we want to do now is look at how we need to 10X your message in order to match the 10X of your price. Yeah. Okay. So my personal message before was I was trying to price it in a way where it's like, look, this is worth so many Starbucks drinks or, or a night out on the town and that kind of thing. So that way it was almost like a no brainer price. Like if you use just one of my tips, you're going to get out back 10 times the price, that kind of thing. Yeah. And what I noticed in the industry is that a lot of people offer very low priced items. A lot of people in my industry are law students themselves. So they just need a few bucks. So they're selling like really amazing guides for, you know, $10 or something like that, or giving it away for free. Mm -hmm. And so here I am trying to maybe sell a little something and it's like, okay, I've got this thing over here for free. So that's a problem in my general industry. And then I've even seen attorneys selling really big things for, you know, like a hundred dollars. And I was just like, okay, this is crazy. So when I'm trying to 10 X and I'm trying to come up into, you know, a four-figure number, it's definitely worth it. They're using one tip will get them that money back. But can convincing them to invest to understand that this is worth that price, that this is just as important as signing up for that LSAT course so they can get a good test score to get into mm-hmm. a good school. You know, and that is part of my messaging. I tell them get a good LSAT score so you can get into your top school. And then don't worry that they're not offering you scholarship money. I'm going to cover that. I'm going to help you cover that. Yeah. You know, so instead of choosing between the best ranked school and the one offering you money, you don't have to make that choice anymore. You can have both. Got it. Okay. So just to loop everyone in, because this to me was a breakthrough conversation. I -hmm. hope it was for you too, because I left really excited. But basically for our listeners, what I pointed out to Jolene was it doesn't work to, it often doesn't work 
to price according to what the market dictates because now we're just a part of the noise. So now it's your $100 program versus Joe Schmo's $100 program and how can I tell that there's that anything is different? And now you're all marketing to scarcity-minded, broke people and everyone is ignoring those law students or potential law students who value prestige and who actually have the resources and want to invest at a higher level. So what we decided to do was we're not going to join, we're not going to jump in the red ocean where everyone is charging $10 this and $47 that. You're going to really lean into premium pricing and to attract the premium buyer. Exactly. I was going to say, I couldn't remember the word you used, but it was basically, you know, the message was, don't worry about those horrible priced people. <laughs> you know, just you have a high value thing, charge the high value. It's yeah. and it's that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. 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 And this isn't always aligned for every let me say it this way. This is not a hard and fast rule, right? We have to have pricing that we believe in and we have to have pricing that we feel is aligned with our values, right? So if equity or accessibility is a priority. There are like other other roads in. But to make the decision from a place of, it's sort of like from a place that you just described those law students. Okay, I'm stuck here. I'm now forced to choose the school that's giving me a scholarship instead of the school I want. It's almost I'm forced to price my program what the industry dec- dictates instead of what I want. So, so congratulations on making that brave step. And now we need to adjust the messaging to match this prestige loving, resourceful law student. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing I heard was you feel really confident about the course, about the structure of the course, about the delivery. You're just tying up loose ends there. So where do you want my help today around the launch or the marketing? Okay. So yes, Yeah, I think the first thing is to really help them understand the pricing because I do think that sure there'll be some that just literally turn away the first second they see it. Mm -hmm. But those who send me all these DMs saying, we really appreciate you. You know, you're really speaking to me. You know, I've been following you for months and I think like you give me so much great advice. You know, I consider you a personal mentor. I mean, these are the messages I'm getting. How do I get those people to really pay attention, like wake up and say, okay, maybe she's worth this price. Maybe I should invest, even if they weren't going to spend even a hundred dollars on something like this, what would wake them up to? I've been following Jolene. She has valuable information. Maybe that thousand dollars really is going to be a great return on investment. Great. So number one, it's funny on my notes, I wrote down price objection. And then I crossed out objection because as soon as we relate to this conversation as an objection, it's as though you are standing on the opposite side of a negotiating table from your dream client. And what you want to do is get up out of your chair, walk around the table and sit next to them to help them make a decision from a space of resourcefulness. All right? So this is not about overcoming a price objection. This is about helping clients believe in themselves enough to invest in themselves. So you said something like, how can I help them? How can I help them see that I'm worth it? Uh Uh-uh, they're worth it. That's the shift we want to make. Okay. (laughs) So uh, this is a technical question, but are you also offering a payment plan? Yes. Okay, great. So that's an easy way to overcome that price obstacle, that price barrier is offering a payment plan. 
But the second piece is to remember we invest from an emotional place. So rather than trying to justify the price logically, we need to keep our our dream clients in that emotional state or and help them make a decision that they believe in. Okay. So let's set pricing aside for a second because it often manifests as the air quotes here objection when in fact it's an like an easy excuse not the real objection. Right. So outside of pricing, what are other reasons you have heard before from dream clients about why they're not ready, willing or able to invest in programs with you? What I've heard is that they really believe that all they need is that LSAT score. That's mm-hmm. it. Done. It's you know, and that's what the industry has told them. So they are afraid to be different. Yeah. You know, it's they're not going to reach that success level because, you know, they're not going to be different. They want to become a sheep and follow the path they've been fed since, you know, early college or whenever they started researching law school. Okay. How are you addressing this myth in your free content leading up to your launch, but also inside of your launch? Yeah. So I had, the first time I really had a lot of responses was when I did this direct like post. It was literally, I told them what the perceived problem was. I I can't get my LSAT score high enough. Mm -hmm. Perceived solution. I must just double down on my LSAT. And then I said, the actual solution is my course. <laughs> so, and I got all these DMs just saying, oh my gosh, that's exactly the problem I'm having. And, you know, and it was literally in trying, instead of trying to figure out how to address solution awareness and stuff like that, it was literally telling them, I know what your problem is, but it's actually the wrong problem and you've got the wrong solution. And so therefore you need to open up, but then it, they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so that's where it's like, it's that final step where they are just like, I get it. You're telling me I need something else to bolster what I've already got going on. Mm -hmm. And then they just stop. And Mm -hmm. so, and so part of that obviously is me. I'm not maybe following up correctly. Um, Maybe I need a second, whether it's a DM or just a second post that kind of pushes them over the edge. So I'm not really sure where to go with that. Great. Okay. So we're going to talk about uh, closing strategies. I hate that term. It just sounds so gross, but... (laughs) We're going to go with it today. So two terms, price objection, I don't like, and we're using it, and closing strategies, good. So what else? What, other than this belief, I need an LSAT score, right? And I need to double yeah. down on that. What other obstacles have prevented them from investing in themselves through your program? Gosh, that's the one I hear consistently. Is there any yeah. sort of – so uh, something I see a lot with my audience is this – guilt or fear around, ugh, I already owned three courses that I didn't finish. So I, how can I even justify investing in something else? I should just go back and finish what I started. So that there's that like lack of trust in themselves to actually follow through on the investment. Yeah. I They haven't expressed I haven't heard that, but I think that follows through with the LSAT. If I can't even get the LSAT score to where I want it, I just need to double down. Okay, I took a course. Maybe I need to hire a tutor, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, like I said, it's tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So back to the 10Xing the messaging. 
Mm-hmm. My first piece of feedback around this, I want you to get really clear about the one person who's ever going to take your course. They are, okay? So who is this one student? What do they value? What pain are they in? And it's almost in your, in your languaging, whether that's on the sales page or in the webinar, all of the pieces. It's almost like a wink and a nod, right? To say things like, you and I both know that a $10 PDF is not going to help you get the law job that you really want, right? You're ready to invest your heart, mind, and soul into doing this right instead of pretending that it's, instead of fooling yourself into thinking that it's just about getting a better LSAT score, right? So really having this direct conversation with your dream client who's completely at a shared belief with you and who values investing at a higher level. They value prestige. Yeah. They value being different. That They value, what's the opposite of being a sheep? If you're not a sheep, you're like a leader. Yeah. They value being a leader or making their own decisions. Yes. Okay. And that actually speaks well, well, it should speak well to them because they are going to law school to learn how to analyze, to learn how to be a leader. And like I said, then they just kind of cave into this tunnel vision and become sheep. And it's just it's a little disappointing to see, but but I probably can incorporate that into my language better. Yeah. Well, and I wonder too, and again, you know your audience way better than I do, but the LSAT is something that's very concrete and therefore it feels like something I have more control over. Where so many other of these elements, I don't have control, right? But what your course reveals to me is that I do have more control than I think. Yeah. So that's what you want to lean into. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm even just picturing some of your language, right? Like you might be thinking that like this is too big of an investment to like leap into the unknown. Don't you just need to get into like get a good LSAT and get into school and then follow the rules once you're there? There's so much, you have more control than you think. So leaning into how they want to feel during their law school experience and connecting that back to the investment. So what would that look like? If you put that into practice, what would that look like in your messaging? Oh my gosh. (laughs) The pressure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm a horrible copy editor, like or copy person. Like I feel like I have to write and rewrite. Okay. Oh my gosh. So okay, if I can help here too. Okay. Is that was a pretty big question? Yes. So, <laughs> you did such a good job of following the content frameworks with that post that got a lot of response. So just for our listeners, inside the Six Figure Coach Club, there are these four different content frameworks that are just designed to get your creative wheels turning to to put content out in the world. And and one of them is about being the contrarian, right? Here's the pain that you're in. Here's what you think the solution is. Here's what the real solution is. And here's what happens when you follow the real solution. So let's do a couple more of those. Okay. All right. Okay. So we could do it. Yeah. Along with the LSAT, you could say, you know, you think that you know you should be working towards your perfect LSAT. Working towards your perfect LSAT is a great goal. However, that is not going to be enough, or or you know, in ninety percent of the cases, or whatever, you know, yeah. it's not going to be enough to get you all that you actually want. To get what you actually want, you should be looking outside the box or thinking outside the box. And then, how can you do that? You know, my course, you know, that kind of thing. And just, and being more clear than just saying my course. Yeah. Right? Like, do you have the things you teach? Are they named? 
Do you have a system? They aren't. And that I think that's part of my problem is a lot of what is in my course is not just tips. It's not like, hey, go here, you get 50 bucks, you know? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, those are nice little tips and you can kind of give examples and that's the quick wins, right? A lot of what I teach are strategies. So for example, if you go somewhere abroad, here's what this will change. And then it will change this other thing and this other thing. And so you don't realize how profound this could be. But if you did this, then it changes four other things. And then you can apply it four different ways. And you could save a semester of school. You could save, you know, $20,000, you know, and it ends up saving all this time, money, and then again, stress. And that's just, you know, like one example, right? There's other things right. less severe than summer abroad. <laughs> but Yeah. So I want to, and I, I hesitate because I don't want to give you extra work, but this is going to make your uh, ability to sell so much more seamless if you name your systems. Okay. Every one of them. So for example, that one could be called the save a semester domino effect. Here's how to use summer abroad in order to save yourself a semester of tuition. And now it just sounds like a $1,000 program. It does. See, and that's the problem I've been having is I can't even share. I mean, I have a few quick tips, but I can't really share a quick tip with people to give them an example because it's everything is a story. And so, I mean, sure, I can share a story, but they're, you know, starting to tune out or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Once they have skin in the game, then, okay, they're going to listen to the story. (laughs) But yeah, it gets difficult to just, I can't just pop on and say, here's my quick tip. But, okay, so what I want you to, there's, here's an invitation to change your mindset around this. Okay. Because people don't, quick tips are dangerous because, oh, I'm going to go put into action that thing that Jolene said, and I'm going to not do it right because how can I really know how to do it right with a quick tip? And now I feel like a failure or I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Right. (laughs) Instead of these quick tips, leaning into the pain that they're in and showing them a different way. So what that might look like, and it's a little bit of storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. But all right, it's time to pay for a new school year or a new semester. And you're thinking, and and you think, okay, how am I going to take out another loan? Or how am I going to find another job in order to come up with this extra money? Did you know there is a system, I call it save a semester domino effect. That simply by reshaping how you think about summers abroad, that will affect X, it will affect Y, it will affect Z, which then gives you more than a semester's worth of money in your pocket. You don't have to tell them how they're doing it. You just wake them up to a new solution. Do you see the difference? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) By naming it, it's automatically more valuable. So that's my first invitation for you is go through with all of these strategies. You can give them a name. Yeah. That's that's easy. It's going to be some work, but it's easy. That's something tangible I can do. Yeah. And now what I'm going to walk away with from this program is not a course, but these, I'm making up a number here, right? But these seven concrete, repeatable strategies that are designed to save me X amount of dollars. Yeah. Okay. Now we've just justified the price of your program in a more concrete way. Much, and it sounds, it does sound like the price because that is exactly I've been focusing on. Okay, you can save, you know, $300,000. I actually had an exact number. I put a price on every single one and every single strategy and then said that you could save over $300,000, whatever, in this course. But 
you know, it's such a vague number when I'm not giving them these like nice titles to hold on to and say, okay, so this, you know, summer abroad thingy and this other thing and this other thing. And wow, those alone sound like $300,000. Yes. And now because they're named, I automatically feel more capable of implementing them. So we're turning the nebulous really concrete. Okay. Yeah. Because right now it's just called like summer abroad, you know, or something like that. Right. So they're all going to have these, they're all going to be systems, right? Or processes or frameworks. And they're absolutely related to their result, not the process. So the fact, so I called it save a semester domino effect. Summer abroad isn't even in there. They don't care how, right? They just care about the result. Yeah. Okay. So we're 10Xing your messaging here. Step number one, we're going to name each of the systems you teach inside of the program. And then you can follow the content frameworks right? Here's the pain that you're in. Here's what you think the solution is. There's a better solution. It's called the save a semester domino effect. Let me highlight it for you. Here's the result of that. Okay. DM me if you want an invitation to my course. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, Same thing with the LSAT score. So now what we're doing is crafting specific messaging around each piece of your program to make it more concrete and to solidify the value. Okay. So whatever you come up with for the names, this shows up in the free content you're putting out. It shows up on your sales page. We have to make it really concrete. Otherwise, people are left to just price shop. Yeah. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, the Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Okay, let's track back a little bit more. I said earlier that the obstacle to overcome around pricing is helping them see that they are worth the investment and they can trust themselves with that investment. Yeah. So let's use the DM conversations that you've had in the past Mm -hmm. to practice this a little bit. All right. So you did a post, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did a post where you said you think it's about the LSAT score. So you double down on the LSAT and it has nothing to do with the LSAT. It's actually this instead. And you heard back, right? Wow. This is exactly what I'm struggling with. And then then what happened in the DMs? Okay. So then I would say, so they would say, I'm speaking you, you're speaking my language or whatever. And I said, you know, I appreciate you, whatever. And I would say, thanks so much. Uh, you know, I appreciate your message. You know, where are you in your legal journey? And so then they would tell me, you know, where mm-hmm. they're at in their phase. And then I would just ask them more questions about, you know, whatever they've said. And I would do that maybe two or three times to try to just make sure we're having a nice casual conversation. And then I would generally invite them to my Facebook group somewhere in there as well. 
mm-hmm. um, and just say, Hey, you know, cause a lot of times I'm getting this on, uh, LinkedIn uh-huh. or Instagram, more LinkedIn though, but yeah. I'll tell them, you know, the LinkedIn algorithm kind of, it's hard to sometimes see everyone's posts. Um, so if you want more free content that you can actually like see, you know, more regularly, you're welcome to join my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll get some people joining from there. And if I leave it there, if that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, then there's a lead magnet offer when they join the Facebook group. But if it looks like they might be interested in more, then I ask them like, you know, do you want to hop on a call and we can chat further and see you know where you're at and how I can help you further. But usually that's where they bow out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a little frustrating because again, they're super responsive. They're so eager to get this free help. But then when there's more of a commitment, like, oh, she wants to talk to me, they get scared. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you want to talk to me, you're going to try to trick me into buying your thing. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah. Right? So I want you to practice taking the word free out of all of your vernacular. Okay. Right? If you want more free content, come to my Facebook group. No. If you want to make sure that you graduate debt-free, come to my Facebook group. Okay. So we're always speaking about the result that they want, right, rather than the thing we think will make it easy for them to take the next step. Got it. Because it's a different kind of person who wants a free, more free information versus, yes, I'm committed to graduating law school debt-free. Yeah. Okay. So l- just play the game. It, actually, inside of our company, we're really working hard to eliminate the word guys from our vernacular. And boy, as soon as you make that commitment, you notice how often you say, everybody say, guys, just dropping left and right, right? It's 24-7. Yes. And, yeah. But we're really committed to that. And so we just, so I just made the intention to notice first. And then I intentionally, I say you all or everybody more often than I would ever say, guys, I intentionally practice saying something else. And we're really noticing a difference and I'm catching myself earlier and earlier. So the same would be true with the word free. Set the intention, then just notice how often you're speaking to your, the people who are not your customers. And therefore, leaving out the people who are because they want to pay for things. Yeah. Okay. And then make sure, you know, we want to invite people who crave the result that we promise, not the easy next step. Okay. So <laughs> I'm in the DMs with you and I'm telling you everything and you're, you're singing my song. And, this, and then you say, I'd love to hop on a call with you to see if I can help you more. And then you never hear from me again. Yes. So I would recommend inserting another step there. And reminding them that you are in a shared belief earlier on. So instead of, let's have this casual conversation, I want to build trust, be a little more direct, right? Like, I'm curious, uh, what do you think is the thing to get you the into the school you, that you want? Is it the LSAT or is it something else? So identifying their beliefs that you can then flip around instead of just making this nice connection. Okay. That sounds good. It has a more direct, more of a direction. Yes. Yeah. And then, so I'm going to use the LSAT as the example here, right? So thank you for saying that. You're totally speaking my language. Where are you at in your journey, right? That Mm -hmm. would be an okay next question. And then like, I'm curious about like where you're most stuck or what you're really afraid of. 
with respect to, yeah, going to law school. and Yeah, with law, law school. school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we want to share one of these misbeliefs, misconceptions. Okay. Right? And then I actually teach a solution to that. We call it the XYZ. It sounds like my program could really help you. Would you like to find out more about the program? So instead of saying hop on a call, would you like to find out more about the program? Get a buy-in first. Okay. Right? And then they'll say yes. If they say no, I circle back. Be like, oh, I, it, I didn't mean to scare you off there with the, you know, just call, call it like you see it. Right? Okay. Oh, you disappeared on me. I didn't mean to scare you off. Are you interested in graduating law school debt-free or whatever the promise is? Right? And then if they're gone, they're gone. Right? But a lot of times when you let people know, I see you walking away, it's an invitation for them to re-engage. Okay. Is this landing? Yeah, I get it. Because it gives them a minute to, if they had that moment of fear, Mm -hmm. just calm down a moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But let them know I'm still here for you. Yep. We can still communicate. You know, it's okay that you walked away for a moment you're welcome to come back. Yeah. yeah. I'm a human. I'm not a sales robot. Yeah. So we can have a human connection. Yeah. And then with the selling piece, uh, get a buy-in before asking to sell to them. So instead of just saying, would you like to hop on a call? Would you like to more learn more about the program? Right? Okay. Yes, I'd love to. Well, you know, my number one priority is X with all of my students right? What do you most want to, like, what questions do you have for me about how the course can help you with X? And now they're engaging you with questions, right? And then it's easier to say, you know, it might be easiest for me to explain this to you on a call or maybe send them a voice memo. Make it as personal as possible. And like, would you like to, like, how open are you to a call? Yes, I'm open. Great. Here's a link to schedule. So we just really slow that sales part of the conversation down so they don't feel, so the human connection remains. Yeah. No, and I like that because it feels, I mean, I've definitely said that before where it's like, uh, this is quite a bit to type. Do you mind, you know, if we get on a call? And I've done that more with people I want to collaborate with. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really done that so much with, in that way with potential clients. So I can definitely do that. That's definitely in my wheelhouse to yeah. do Yeah. And sometimes I've just found being super transparent, right? So again, it's all about naming things. So it would be so much easier for me to explain this to you on a call. Don't worry. I'm not going to somehow trick you into buying something you don't want, but the course could help you, right? Would you like to find out about how? And then people trust you more because you're being honest instead of some sort of ninja sales move that you're going to trick trick them into into doing. Okay. So I want to just check in because we've covered a lot. I think the first uh, so our goal was really how do we align the messaging with the new price point? Mm-hmm. We talked about naming every step of your process and that immediately solidifies things. Yes. We talked about slowing down the DM conversation, narrating every step of the process and being direct right? Rather than feeling like you have to be a little bit passive so that they'll trust you, they will trust your directness. Yeah. What else do you want to touch on uh, related to the messaging before we wrap up? I think sometimes I don't think my sales page is as great as it could be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know 
if I have too much on there or too little, I, you know, when I go to other people's sales pages, I see a wide variety of the 20 page type sales page versus the 10 word type sales page. Yeah. And I just, I get a little lost on, am I conveying enough? Am I conveying too much? How do I know my sales page is going to be adequate or conveying the right message? Yeah. Sadly, we only know that post-launch, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So there's your answer, but we have to look at the data to really know. But I can give you a few suggestions to help. Number one, it's always about knowing who your dream client is, but it's also about setting up the sales page for different types of decision makers. One type of decision maker, this is I sometimes call them the thinker, right? This is, or this is the quick start person. This is me. Please, I don't want to scroll. Please, like, tell me when it starts. Tell me how much it costs. Tell me what I'm going to get out of it. And where is the buy now button? So for those people, what I recommend, at the top of your sales page, you have the name of the program and the promise. And then you say, you'll walk away from this course with, and then bullet points of the tangible benefits of everything that you teach them, okay, right? Like a rock-solid way to save a semester of tuition simply by going abroad. And, you know, what, that's, that's the one thing you've told me about, so that's right. the thing. <laughs> right. So right at the top, name, promise of the course, here are five to nine bullet points of exactly what you're going to walk away with. It's very benefit-laden. Buy now button. Okay. Okay, then we have the people who are feelers. They need to like trust you. They make buying decisions based on intuition or emotion. So they need to know that they need to feel seen. So the next portion of the program is painting the picture of the pain that they're in and really illustrating to them that there is a new solution and you relate to where they're at and you believe that something is something different is possible for them. So you've seen that before where it's something like, let me guess, right? Or Matt, picture this. It's midnight and you, uh, you're tossing and turning because, right? So we've seen mm -hmm. that. And then it transitions into, so for mine, you'd be like, hi, I'm Dallas Travers and I used to be in your shoes, right? Or every day I meet a new coach who says that exact thing to me and here's what I've learned. All right, that's for your feeler. Then we introduce the program. Here's the tricky part, because it's easy to talk about the nuts and bolts of the course instead of keeping people in that feeling place, and therefore we make the course seem like a lot of work. That's a mistake I, that I made with the Six Figure Coach Club sales page because it's there are eight courses inside of that program. So yeah. if I'm going to tell you every single thing, <laughs> that's a 47-page sales page, and it sure seems like a hell of a lot of work. But our whole philosophy is one layer at a time, right? So it's actually so simple when you're in it. So with each of the steps, what I have, where I have landed, and you tell me if this is helpful, pain, right? What pain are they in? Number two is, and I'm going to be more concrete. I'll use the uh, my course. So one of the pieces inside of the Six Figure Coach Club is, it's the first piece, right? It's the magic words, getting your messaging down. So I might say something like, imagine what it feels like to no longer dread being asked the question, what, what do you do, right? Imagine instead of hearing, isn't that nice, hearing, I know someone, 
who you can help. I want to connect you. That's what's possible when you practice the magic words, right? You'll leave this training feeling crystal clear about who you help, totally confident about how to communicate that in a way that lights people up instead of confuses them, and ready to bring in a ton of clients through word-of-mouth referrals. I didn't tell you a single step of the process, right? I just basically said, I relate to you because I know this is what you're struggling with. Imagine having this instead. That's where you're going to land at the end of this. So it's pretty short. Okay. Okay? That's the place where we can get a little too clunky and wordy because we feel like we have to tell them every single thing that they're going to get and they don't care. They right. care about you the feel result. like if you, if you leave anything out, like they're going to feel like there's nothing in there. You know what I mean? So yes. you got to show them all the stuff. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be good. <laughs> right. And then there are the followers, right? So we have the thinkers, the feelers, the followers. They want to see that it's worked for other people. So testimonials are crucial. I've gone back and forth, but the latest advice I've received from my ads team is to put testimonials all in one place instead of peppering them throughout. Because the people who make decisions because of testimonials right? Want to see all of them, which makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. So I typically put testimonials after the program description. Okay. And then I present any bonuses. The bonuses are help those impulse buyers, right? Or Mm -hmm. followers who just like, oh, we're getting to the end of the page. I need to make a decision now. (laughs) (laughs) And then that heartfelt call to action at the end. So my feedback for you is, Go through every line of your sales page and ask yourself, am I keeping them in a feeling state or have have I moved them into analyzing? Even attorneys, (laughs) right, who are trained to analyze, they do it really naturally. An investment like this is going to be made from either a very practical state of mind and they're going to buy right at the top of the page or from a feeling. So we need to keep them in a feeling state. Right. The person who's like, I apply for every scholarship. This is the program that's going to help me in that kind of way. Or the one that's like, I need something. I'm desperate to give me something. So, okay. Good. Is that helpful? I know it's like a crash course in sales pages, but. No, that made a lot of sense because I've looked at so many and I'm, you know, and I've seen, I've heard of some formattings, but for some reason that just sounded so much clearer to me. And so Mm -hmm. I can go back into the Six Figure Coach Club. I know you have a description in there, mm-hmm. but it'll be fresher from this conversation and it just in my mind a little clearer. Yeah. And, and it's funny, I just changed all my testimonials to be in one spot. So yeah. that's done. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. So do you feel like we have at least begun the process of 10Xing your messaging? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> okay. So I'd love to hear from you what tangible next steps you're going to take in order to implement what we've talked on? Yes. Okay. So first thing is, I think I'm going to go follow up with all my DMs. That's been on my list to do this week, and I'm glad I didn't already do it. So mm-hmm. that I'm going to do first, just to get that wheel moving. And then I'm going to go back to my course and look at the different topics, the different modules, and rename them. And then I'm going to Oh, I just had something on my mind. What was it? Oh, the sales page mm-hmm. and go through that. And I do post on social media pretty much every day. So the sooner I can get those modules renamed, even if it's just, you know, one this week, you know, at least then I can share this new concept, you know? Yes. So 
Good. And then the content framework. So once things are renamed, right, following that contrarian content framework, where it's like, okay, the solution is the save a semester domino effect. So what's the mistake they're making? What do they think the solution is? What's the gap? And so you'll just have a a lot of fresh content designed to push people toward that shared belief, right? And I want to encourage you also to take a contrarian approach around pricing, right? A $10 PDF is not going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good because it's, there's just so much of it out there. Mm -hmm. And I know on like Instagram, there's all these like 10 pager little bits of advice that they're getting, which add up to a lot when you put it together from me and this other person and this other person. But but putting that all together, having a save file on Instagram, you know, this is just, it's all a mess. You know, you're yeah. not going to get very far. You're going to get little tidbits. Yeah, you need, and, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, yeah. this one thing that saves you 50 bucks, that's lovely, but that's not really going to move your needle. Yep. And that's what I've been telling them from day one anyways. But like, again, the way that we've been talking helps really, I think it's going to help me drive it home more because- the advice out there is don't eat out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, do they think we're having steak dinners every night? I mean, when we're talking $300,000, it doesn't matter if I have pizza every night, you know? So, yep. you know, and so I've used that, but I don't think I've used it well. Mm-hmm. And I think also maybe applying it even more directly with these are great handouts, but how far is this going to get you? You yeah. were talking $300,000 people. Yes. Yeah, and just really taking a strong stance on that. Like, you are making yourself crazy and more stuck. Stop downloading $10 PDFs, right? Stop stop trying to piece a plan together with the free content you find online. It's not helpful. I love it. (laughs) I love it too. Good. Okay. Okay, so we have your action steps. What's your biggest takeaway from our conversation today before we wrap up? I think it's just that this is all doable. It's just... Sometimes you need a little help. That I think that's my biggest takeaway. And I mean, that may not be a direct on point as far as something we talked about, but it's just my overall feeling. I feel so much more relieved. Like every once in a while, I start to get to the point of what am I even doing anymore? Like, you know, I'm just not fully reaching through. Yeah. And just being reminded, it is all doable. It's a matter of fine tuning and just finding that perfect little way to say it. You Mm -hmm. can be 90% of the way there, but they need to hear that last thing or just a slightly different word. And on the one hand, that's discouraging, but on the other hand, it's encouraging because I'm, I'm heading there and I'm halfway there. And uh, so, yeah, so it's just reassuring. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway is just, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I really hear you. I think my takeaway is similar. It's just that specificity is the thing that brings opportunity. So if you're not seeing the results that you want, look at your message and look at where you can dial in with more specificity so that people feel seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Dallas. You're welcome. I'm excited to see your content. I really want to see the sales page once you're done. So make sure you share it. I will. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. For sure. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on the show and thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's really the best way to show your support. Now, if your goal is to build a six-figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there, I would love to invite you to join us inside the Six Figure Coach Club. I'm so proud of the community we've built there. Plus, the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched. Now, the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business. And from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the Six Figure Coach Club. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.